This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Actor Brian Cranston has said in a recent interview with British GQ that he wants to retire in 2026. He's going to shut down his production company, retire from acting, sell uh, the... Uh, stakes he has in his tequila company and he's going to leave the United States and get a nice villa in France. The reason he wants to do it, he says, is for his wife, Robin, for the the last 24 years, is a quote, Robin has led her life holding onto my tail. She's been the plus one. She's been the wife of a celebrity. She's had to pivot and adjust her life based on mine. She has tremendous benefit from it but we're uneven i want to level that out she deserves it i want to go for day trips have a fire in the fireplace drink wine with new friends and not read scripts i won't be taking phone calls Mm. so 2023 2024 25 we got three more years of brian cranston i guess yeah um, but they always say this. They always say they're going to retire, but maybe he'll sell his production company. But if the right script comes along, you're telling me Brian Cranston isn't going to get on a plane in France and come back? Jim, he's breaking relaxed. <laughs> he's made the he's decision. He's breaking brunch. That's it. <laughs> and we've got a comment on that. Hello, you're on the air. Hey, it's Chad the Ref from St. Mary's here. I was just hearing you guys talk about their retirement uh, thing that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you guys heard that the Blue Jays pitcher Chris Bassett had a kid there recently. Okay. It's his second child. Keep in mind, he's making like $21 million this season. And Buck Buck Martinez from Sportsnet says, you know, uh, baseball wives are the best wives there are in all in all the world. You know, they put up with a lot. You know, Chris Bassett had his second kid, and, and, and he had to sneak away to go pitch for an hour at the training center and so on and so forth, you know. Buck, he's making $21 million a year. I think he can slip <laughs> out for an hour. If my wife or my husband was making $21 million, I think I'd let them slip out for an yeah, hour. The house too, would be clean. The kids yeah. would be taken oh. care of. Just make sure you got that joint bank account working, right? That's right. And make sure I got the Amex credit card uh, on speed dial here. Hey, by the way, Chad, Fantastic Buck Martinez impression. Can we get a little more of that? Well, you know, here we're just, I'm just driving down Highway 7. And I'm heading down to Toronto this morning. I got to go talk to Elliot Friedman on uh, <laughs> on Sportsnet. Have a great weekend, Buck. Hey, take care. Comb your hair. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, are we starting this already? We got a text message here. You can text us anytime. One eight three three Taz and Jim. It's very telling that Taz thinks baseball wives have nothing better to do than clean the house while their husbands are playing ball. That's a comment from Diane. I, I don't think I said that, Jim. That that all they do all day is clean the house. I didn't say that. I said if I was a baseball wife, and like uh, Chris Bassett, a pitcher for the Jays. I was at home while my husband was playing ball and making $21 million. Mm-hmm. I would do whatever I had to do to make sure I didn't screw up my relationship. <laughs> who, who would that clean, was my point. Who would clean their own house if, if you they made had 21 million? million? I mean, I'm sure, I'm sh- and, but I'm sure if she wanted to, she could clean the house. It's her prerogative. But also, if she needs some help, I hope she hires a cleaning staff or a cooking staff or 
whatever. I don't I don't know what Chris Bassett. Oh, so now you're gonna say all these women are doing is sitting around all day, <laughs> eating bonbons and watching their stories. Wow, Taz. Wow. <laughs> no, she may be. I I don't know what she does for a living. She may make thirty million dollars a year. Could be a Giselle and Tom Brady sitch. Exactly. Probably not though. I, again, I wasn't specifically saying this about his wife, but I was saying, and I think our caller Chad there was making the same point. If that was me, <laughs> yes, and my partner, no matter what they did, if they were making twenty-one million dollars. I would, uh, I'd pull my fair share in the relationship, whatever that it. means. I would love to be married to a lady in the WNBA. She's raking it in. You stay at home. <laughs> she's tall. She's getting all the stuff off the top shelves for you, cleaning the ceiling <laughs> fan. I want to be an oh, athlete. So now wife she's got to come home from a hard day at work and clean the ceiling fans That's for you, just, Jim. Wait, unless I get a seven foot maid or the. Or cleaner, or whatever. You can get called. a feather duster on a stick. Sure. And Not do it she's while she's WNBA working. WNBA scratch. Nuh-uh. Sexist. I said it'd be great. Yes, I, I understand. Uh, we weren't we weren't trying to insinuate that baseball wives should be cleaning and cooking at home while their husbands are playing ball. They can do whatever they want. But if I was a kept man, I would make sure that my... Uh, $21 million a year making wife was happy. Yes. Yes. My wife doesn't make $21 million a year, and I still try to make her happy. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> cleaning a lot, cutting the grass. I can't I can't tell if we are digging ourselves into a hole here. I don't think so. No, it no. makes perfect sense. Everyone understands this except Diane, I think. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. June 9th, 2023. Happy birthday to Johnny Depp. Turned 60 years old today. What do you buy the guy who's got everything? I mean, I was going to get him uh, a deuce in his bed, but he's already got one. You can get him some laundry detergent. (laughs) A new set of sheets. The perfect gift for Johnny Depp. Maybe a chamber pot. So next time when nature calls, pull it out from under the bed. A chamber pot. Uh, Michael J. Fox is turning 62. There's a, a great documentary about him called Still that's out there. I, I got to see it, and it's fantastic. It truly is amazing the resilience this guy has shown mm-hmm. since his uh, diagnosis of Parkinson's disease. Absolutely. He's a fighter for sure. Happy birthday, Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly himself. Natalie Portman is 42 years old today. She was Jane Foster in the Thor movies. Black Swan, which is a bit of a freaky one if you haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Donald Duck is 89 years old. Oh, really? 1934, The Wise Little Hen was Donald Duck's first appearance. So today is National Donald Duck Day. It's also National Sex Day today, Jim. (laughs) Is it? It is. It's uh, June the 9th, uh-huh. so 6, uh, 9. 69. <laughs> <laughs> and will you be celebrating? Me? Hopefully. Ideally, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll see. Fingers if crossed. If not, it'll, I'll just be the 9 by myself or the 6, whatever. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Single digit Yep. <laughs> um, I wonder if Donald Duck is going to be celebrating. <laughs> 
What do you think that would sound like? Oh, my God. That feels so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh slow down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Classic. Classic. I think I downloaded that on Napster when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. That clip. <laughs> oh, my God. That feels so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, slow down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Donald Duck's halfway there. He's already got his pants off, right? (laughs) Happy Donald Duck and National Sex Day, everybody. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got a text message from a listener wondering if anyone else had the lug nuts on their, their wheels loosened on their vehicle because it happened to a co-worker of one of our listeners, he wants to warn everybody out there that there could be somebody loosening lug nuts out there. Hey, what's going on? You got a uh, comment on this? Yeah, no, I wandered in halfway through the story here, but it got me thinking. Uh, is this a case for a lot of people that they're not retorquing their lug nuts after they change their winter tires to their summer tires? For the main fact, I'm saying this because it happens with me ever since I got new chrome rims. Yeah. doesn't matter how hard you put them on. After 100 or 200 kilometers, you have to retorque them, and usually one or two comes loose, like will be a little loose. Yeah, maybe. So if you don't do that after you change your tires and you continue to, to drive, they could all potentially come loose. So I don't know. You got to retorque. Yeah, exactly. You got to retorque. I'm hoping that's the case. It's not somebody going around loosening lug nuts. Yeah, because that's scary. Anyway, just my two cents on that, because I got to do it every time I change my tires. Addy, have you had an experience with uh, your lug nuts being loosened? Yes, sir. <laughs> it I, sounds like it sounds around. like if uh, a term for like you're a little crazy. Oh yeah, he's got go a couple bar, lug nuts that have been loosened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go loosen the lug bolts tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so this, I live in uh, actually Niagara Falls, and uh, last week I get up at 4:30 to go to work. Yeah. And I made it to the Tim Hortons on the corner before I got on the queue. Yeah, yeah. The whole car was vibrating. So I get out. I look. Front left tire has been loosened. Really? And were the bolts yeah. completely gone or they were still in there? Uh, one was completely gone. The other, there was two other that were loose and only two was holding it. Tell us about your retorque habits. <laughs> did you did you change your winter tires and forget to retorque possibly? Uh, I did change my winter tires, and I did retorque. Okay. Mm, okay. The retorque was done. Hmm. Well, we're glad you're so, okay, because again, you get on the highway, and you know your your lug nuts are loose. Could be a bad situation. Hopefully, everybody uh, gets into the habit of circle checking their car real quick. You know, literally. Yeah. Uh, kicking tires. <laughs> Ty Cats gonna start humming tonight. Regular season. Gets underway with Hamilton in Winnipeg facing the Blue Bombers. You can hear the game on our brother station in Hamilton, 900 CHML. And after the game, stick around for the fifth quarter, the post-game show hosted by our friend Rick Zamperin, who joins us. How pumped are you, Rick? Oh, this is Christmas morning. My gosh. I mean, yeah, it's been a long off season. You know, this Ticats team underachieved in 2022. They're hosting the Grey Cup this year. And I think, you know, members of Ticats Nation, the, those who love wearing the black and gold and cheering on this team are absolutely over the moon that the season's about to begin. What have you seen in the preseason that's got you excited? 
Well, I'll, I'll start with Bo Levi Mitchell. I mean, here's the marquee free agent, legendary gunslinger who, you know, has carved up Hamilton for most of his career and, and every other team in the CFL. And now he's a part of the Ticats. And it's still kind of hard to believe this, you know, two-time Grey Cup champion, two-time most outstanding player in the CFL is now wearing a Ticats uniform. Uh, you know, we've only seen him, uh, seen him in, in, in a couple of series in the preseason. He looked pretty good. Um this team is going to go as far as he takes them. Uh, not to, you know, uh, knock on Matt Schiltz, the backup quarterback, but Bo Levi was brought here for a reason, and that's to win the Grey Cup. And this no team pressure, hosting Bo the Levi. championship game <laughs> November 19th. Yeah, exactly. Um, November 19th is the big game, and if they're not there, it'll be a disappointment. No pressure. You just have to win the Grey Cup at home in Hamilton. Just uh, no yeah. big deal. <laughs> the Ticats are obviously going for it, because what's better than doing that? If they uh, are able to win the Grey Cup this year, it's going to be something special for the city. I mean, two things. Number one, they haven't won since 1999. It's the CFL's longest active Grey Cup drought. They're hosting the game for the second time in three years. And the last time around, they played Winnipeg in the big game and they lost at home in overtime. So, you know, the organization, the fan base, they want to erase that, you know, bad nightmare. And, you know, every time a team is hosting the Grey Cup, you not only want to be in the game, but obviously you want to win the game. So there are a number of factors that are motivating this team here in 2023. Rick, we're newer uh, Ticats fans. Can you just uh, uh, clear this up for us? Which is correct? Argos suck or F the Argos? Which one should we be leaning into more? You know, it depends on what day it is, really. There's no <laughs> wrong answer in that regard. So go with whatever your gut tells you to go with. I feel like the higher up in the stands you go, the more F the Argos you hear. The closer cl- to the field? Yeah, there's more. <laughs> more Argos suck. I think when you're, when you're closer to the cameras. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree with that. And there's mm-hmm. uh, maybe a few more beverages uh, the higher you get up in the stadium, too. Yeah. We're talking to Rick Zamperin, host of the fifth quarter. You can hear the Ticats in action tonight on 900 CHML and then stick around for Rick afterwards talking about the game and the team. Have you seen in person the floral arrangement in front of Hamilton City Hall with the Ticats theme? (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, yes. Yeah, this, this thing. Hey, listen. If you're an opposing player and you're, you know, the, the bus is rolling down in front of Hamilton City Hall and you look out the window and you think, what in God's name is that? Uh, well, it's a yeah, it's a floral arrangement of a leaping tiger cat, basically mimicking the Ticats logo. I got to I got to tell you that that thing is scary looking like any opposing <laughs> player rolling past City Hall is thinking, what, what, what you, in are the heck are we getting into? This thing? I think it looks pretty cool, Rick. Hey, listen, the people that made it are amazing and, and super talented, but I'm having bad dreams about this thing. You got to settle a bet for Jim and I. Jim thinks they use spray paint to make that thing look like a, a tie cat. I think it's just different colored grasses and and <sighs> plants, like like yellow and black plants. You've seen it up close. Which is it? I I think it's the... It's it's actually real plants and and yeah natural. So I don't think there's any there's paint no on this way. thing whatsoever. What do you think the yard markers are? White grass too on the field. That's a spray paint <laughs> or chalk. I don't know. There's no way that's not spray painted. It's different colored plants, Jim. I'm telling you. What a waste of time. Just spray paint <laughs> a shrub. Edward Scissorhands. Guys, why are you so negative? I think this is an hmm. amazing thing. It's a great uh, reason to head down to Hamilton City Hall and get a picture taken. They they did an awesome job on that 
plant, tie cat, and football. Okay, well, I guess we uh, we should wrap things up with an Oski Wee Wee as we kick off the season tonight. Oski Wee Wee, Oski Wawa, Holy Mackinac, Tigers, eat them raw. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Our little angel has her first dance recital this weekend, Jim. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What kind of dance? Is it like ballerina stuff? Three-year-old dancing? I know, but like, what are they, yeah, are they in a ballerina Yeah, she's going to have fit, makeup or? on yeah. and her little dress, and we've got to buy tickets to go watch it. I was told by many parents of uh, of girls not to put my daughter into dance, but she loved it so much. Why wouldn't you? Because it's a ripoff. The costumes are expensive. You got to go to these recitals. I'm going to be in the audience. It'll be great for a minute and a half. Well, my daughter's on the stage, Mm -hmm. but what about the other hour and a half? I have to sit there and watch everyone else's kids dance. And we're hearing from (laughs) parents some text messages coming in, Jim, about putting your daughters in dance. Get her out of dance now, Taz. I have two daughters in it now, and the third starting next year. Trust me, get out now. No further details. It's I don't like know if it's a horror expensive. movie. Yeah, get out! Get out of the house! No. <laughs> Leave me go! Spe- uh, speaking from grandma's point of uh, speaking from a grandma's point of view, it's a long event. My granddaughter has been in dance for ten years. But, oh, yes, it is very expensive and very long. Sit in the back and bring your earbuds, LOL. (laughs) Another one here. Uh, Taz, sign her up for hockey and the dance madness before she gets too invested. But what if she's into dance? She she seems to be more artistic than she is uh, athletic, athletic, but we'll see. You know, things can change over time. Sure, sure. We got a phone call here. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, Taz, you were uh, talking about dance recitals? Yeah, yeah, my daughter has her first one tomorrow. She's three. Uh, that's awesome. Well, my sister Sally, she's celebrating my mom's 75th uh, dance recital uh, this coming uh, June. And, uh, you know, you never get tired of the seeing the little kids and the smile on their face that moment they're on the stage. They never forget it. It's well worth it. It's just like having a son in hockey and the enjoyment the kids get out of hockey. Daughters are the same thing. They, they're up on the stage. They love it. So my sister is celebrating 75 years of my mom's dance studio. So, hey, I've seen a lot of dance recitals in my day, and you never get tired of seeing the smile. So enjoy. It doesn't last forever, and uh, have a great time. Well, your mom owns a dance studio. I feel like you're trying to pad the wallet there. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? My mom passed away uh, 35 years ago, and my sister Sally took it over at 20 years of age, and it's one of the uh, uh, most renowned dance studios in Ontario. They win a lot of competitions, and, uh, you know, it's big stuff dancing. Yeah, no doubt. What's it called? Carol Kitchens Dance Center. It's out of Brantford. Right Right on. on. Cool. Okay, well, I'll give you guys a full review on Monday. and You've set the bar very high now. (laughs) Awesome, Taz. Well, hey, you enjoy, buddy. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Dev predicted at the start of the Stanley Cup final series that the Florida Panthers were going to win the Cup. Um, Then he jumped off the Panthers bandwagon after they lost the first two games to the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Uh, you thinking about jumping back on after last night's win, Dev? I'm thinking about straddling the fence the way I have been all along because both of my predictions are still alive. Vegas in five, Florida in six. You can't do that. I just did, baby. <laughs> Hedging your bets. Yes. You uh, know what you know I'm going to predict is going to win? The fans. Oh, everybody we, wins. We've got a little series on our hands here, guys. <laughs> the city of Vegas is the big winner. Sergey Bobrovsky back in fine form last night. Stopped all but two of the shots he faced last night. And really, the Panthers are going to go as far as Bobrovsky is going to take them. The reason they went on a huge run against the Leafs, against the Hurricanes, the reason they beat the Bruins in the first place is because of Bobrovsky. They had a lot of other things going for themselves in terms of their overtime record, Kachuk and everyone playing well. But Bobrovsky was the core of everything. He did not play well in those first two games. He played well last night. If he can continue that, they could go far. Kachuk was crucial last night, tying the game with just over two minutes left. He's playing some really great hockey. I mean, he left the game in the second period, came back afterwards. He called it the gutsiest win of his entire career, of the the team's career. He was really proud of that win, which is impressive considering all the huge wins they have had this entire playoff. They are now 7-0 in overtime in these playoffs. When they get to the overtime, the Panthers are just unbeatable. And he's probably got four of those goals. Yeah, he well, he had like three of them at the very least yeah. in the Hurricanes uh, series. He didn't score the game winner last night. That was Carter Verhage, but he did score uh, a, a crucial goal for them last night. So for him to say that about last night's win just speaks about how much it meant to him and the entire team. Game four, Saturday night? Saturday night. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Family near Windsor, Ontario was shocked to find out that their toddler woke up in the middle of the night climbed out of their crib, and left the home Whoa. through a door in the garage. Straight to the Legion. <laughs> <laughs> Tied one on. Lights. <laughs> I'm out of here. Uh, no, the, the baby was uh, seen walking down an expressway in Windsor, which has a speed limit of 100 kilometers per hour. Holy cow. So crazy. motorists see a little toddler walking down the side of the road, pull over. Luckily, some good Samaritans found the kid, called the authorities, reunited with the family. Uh, child, children's aid was called, but they, they found that it was just a series of unfortunate events. Man. And the family has been educated a bit on how to stop your kid from getting out of the crib in the house at night. But they were just as shocked as anybody. They couldn't believe that their kid was able to escape like that. I heard they didn't know what to do. They put the kid, like, in a little jail, and then the baby got out. (laughs) They tried to find the baby in the cell later. He was out! Um, What are you talking about? The police get the baby. They're like, oh, no, we got to find the family. They put him in jail. They're like, okay, let's get that baby The cops can't contain the baby. What was the movie? The little baby in the construction site? Baby's Day Out. Well, I could just picture it like crawling along I beams and then yeah. like a, a swinging like wrecking ball. Have you not seen that movie? No, no. It's a classic '90s film. But that would be a crazy moment though, because you get that call from the police once the police track down whoever the parents are, and they'd say, "We have your kid." You'd be like, "No, that's impossible. My kid's in the crib." Yeah. And then you go up to their the kid's bedroom, and they're not there. It'd be a very confusing series of events. Well, luckily, the toddler was safe, reunited with the family, and I'm sure 
<laughs> there's going to be some furniture in front of the doors mm-hmm. for the next little while. They say the the best time in your parenting life is when your kid can recognize what you're saying, but they can't talk or walk yet. And I would have to agree with really? that. Why is that? Once they, can't talk back. once they start moving, man, you turn oh. around. They can be on the side of the expressway in the middle of the night. <laughs>